Blog Talk Radio.
God bless you. God bless you. Good afternoon. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and you're listening to Global Gospel. Uh, we thank God, Dietrich Haddon. I'm so glad that God still hears a sinner's prayer. And we have to remember that we are sinners saved by God's grace. For Ephesians 2 and 8 lets us know, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And so God in his infinite uh, love for us and his love and kindness, uh, God thought fit to save us. And so we be reminded of that through the words of that song, God hears a sinner's prayer, then we know that we can uh, call on God in times of trouble. Uh, once again, you're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and that means it is the 1 p.m. hour on Saturday. And we're grateful to God to be here again in the land of the living just to share with you the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news and glad tidings, to share with you some good uh, gospel Christian music so that someone is encouraged and uplifted on this afternoon. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel and there you will find us until the 2 p.m. hour uh, we want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music here uh, also if you need to contact us we are on social media we are on Facebook on Instagram we are on uh, Twitter and certainly you can reach out to the, us on any of those websites and click on the link or you can find words of encouragement throughout the week. Uh, we just want you to share with everyone out there. If you need to contact us, you can contact us at P.O. Box 5331, Hempstead, New York. Our zip is 11550. If you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail, you can uh, call us at 481-3187. If you would like to send us an email, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Those are all the ways that you can reach out to us. Uh, certainly, uh, once again, we are excited about being here. It's a hot Saturday afternoon, but uh, we are grateful to God that we are here to share with you. Our theme scripture here at Global Gospel if you're tuning in for the first time, comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. That is our theme scripture. And if you read down further, it'll tell you in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. So we want you to be encouraged on this afternoon, be inspired, be uplifted, knowing that the gospel is the good news and glad tidings of Jesus Christ. The gospel is comprehensive. The gospel saves, it heals, it delivers, and it sets free. Whatever you need is in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We just want to shout out all of our listeners, uh, those of you that are listening, we have listeners in Norway, in the Netherlands, in France, Nigeria, Kenya, India, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Jamaica, West Indies, and also here in the United States, in the north, the south, the east, and west. We thank God for you and for you and for you uh, to our faithful listeners, Marlon, uh, Brother D.C., Alana, um, Randy, uh, Brother uh, uh, Deacon Norman, uh, to all of you that continue to listen in every week, we thank 
God for each and every one of you. We do have a special guest today, and today we're going to be talking about Don't Forget About Me. Uh, So we'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, We are going to take a break. We are going to listen to a little bit of Daryl Coley. And uh, after that, we'll be back with our very special guest, and we'll be we will be talking more about our topic, Daryl Coley. When the music stops, stay tuned and be blessed. And this next just goes right into. The thought of when the music stops, I've got to live the life that I sing about in the song.
When the music stops, Daryl Coley. And today, today, as I promised, our special guest is here in studio live with us. Say to, hello to us, special guest. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Uh, we are blessed. Uh, we can't complain. How are you? Um, I can't complain. God has been good. I'm glad to be able to have our voice this morning. Um, about a month ago, I wouldn't have been able to talk. Um, so I'm glad to be able to have uh Vocality today. Uh, well, God bless you. Thank you for joining us, and we thank God that, and we know that God is a healer, and we thank God that you're able to share with us on this Saturday afternoon. So, those of you who didn't read the headline or you didn't recognize the voice, that is none other than, none other than Elder Pastor Christopher <laughs> Callender. Amen. So, uh, Pastor, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, um, my name is Pastor Chris Collender. I am the pastor of um, the uh, Emerging Church uh, Free Grace Worship Center, um, a small church with a big heart, um, located in Hempstead. We use, uh, we share a facility with Pastor Thelma Johnson um, from the Hobus, um, 232 Front Street, um, Hempstead, New York. And we hold our services at 8 a.m. Um, I'm also a community advocate, um, entrepreneur, um, author of, uh, of a book, and uh, looking to release about three more. Um, very, very well. I won't say very soon, but soon um, in in uh, divine five, and uh, just need to tighten up a couple of things there. Um, and I guess really, I'm just you know, a man, person who just loves God, loves people, um, and you know, just tries to live life forward. Right. Uh, so, uh, as you said, he wears many hats, and uh, we know that he is a great uh, preacher, teacher, uh, author, as he said. And I actually, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll come back to the book a little later. Um, but uh, you, you, you have a uh, heart for ministry and a heart for people. And uh, t- as our topic suggests today, uh, don't forget about me. And so many times. Uh, People forget about other people uh, because they're so wrapped up and involved in their own personal success, and certainly that's never a good place to be, and that's not where uh, Christ wants us to be. And you know, as, as I posted uh, today, our, our one of our main scripture theme scripture uh, comes from James, the book of James, chapter one. Verse 27 So pure religion and undefiled Before God and the Father is this To visit the fatherless And widows and their affliction And to keep himself unspotted From the world So tell us um, as we know You are the pastor of free grace Tell us some of the things that you are doing uh, To show love And to show Christ In the community um, well, you know, God has been really faithful to us. Um, we've been in the uh, Hempstead community um, or returned to the Hempstead community for about two years, um, and we've had great opportunity to um, just do some street, uh, to do a lot of street evangelism um, and kind of adopted, um, like other churches and other pastors in the area, um, uh, uh, Terrace Avenue. So we've had a great opportunity um, to uh, work on Terrace Avenue, uh, 100 Terrace Avenue. We hold a weekly Bible study there. Um, God opened up a door for us to come into the community room, and one of the residents, um, who is also a parishioner, um, opened up the door for us to come and do a weekly Bible study. And we do uh, what we call a community prayer every fourth Wednesday of the month from 7 to 8:30. Um, we've had an opportunity to see. Oh, my God, countless people. There's about 450 units uh, in this uh, particular complex, not including those that are on the others that are across the street on Terrace Avenue. The opportunity um, to go out witnessing um, in the last two years, um, every Friday night. Um, this year we've kind of taken a different approach and a different initiative, um, but we've gone out and we've uh, done, done community feedings, um, community um, 
interaction, um, adopted some youth in the area, done community advocacy, walked up and down the streets of Hempstead, um, just sharing the love of God, inviting people to be reconciled um, to God, because there are a lot of people who um, have been disenfranchised from the nominal church um, and have, you know, experienced what we would consider church hurt, maybe not, not, maybe not so much realistically, but at least in their perception they have been hurt. Um, and um, we have just t- attempted to be a voice of reconciliation, um, to be a voice of, of, of love. Um, and just show people that it's not about religion, but it's about relationship. Um, and so we've had an opportunity to, um, you know, be a what we call a community pastor. Sometimes people don't have a church. Sometimes, they, and because they don't have a church, they don't have a pastor. But the Bible says that Jesus saw the multitude and had compassion upon them, and saw the people that did not have a shepherd. It wasn't that they did not have a church, but they had need of a shepherd. And so we've attempted um, and continue um, to reach out as a community shepherd, so that if people never come to church. Um, we've given them a card. We've shared with them information. Hey, when you get in trouble, if you're in need, let us know. And it does not mean that we'll be able to meet um, every nominal uh, or, or every uh, monetary need of every individual. But there is also there, there are many times other factors that go into why people are in the situation that they're in. And sometimes if we listen with a divine ear and a heart of compassion, which is the key to any evangelistic ministry, um, then God will give us opportunities whereby we can impart some other tools. You know, Paul, is, I'll close with this um, and let, let our, our, our moderator go, but it comes to mind when Peter says to the man that's laying at the gate called beautiful, he says, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we give unto you. And so there's so much that we have in our toolbox, that we have in our toolbox, um, uh, that that we have on our, our toolbox that we have available to us um, that we don't utilize um, because we are short sighted in that what we have available to us. We always think it's one thing or the other, but God has blessed us with a big toolbox of ministry that we can do and help others. Okay, uh, so let me ask you this question. So um, as you travel, you know, the street and. Uh, you know, in doing evangelism and ministry, and we, I do know that you have also uh, evangelized in other parts of the world as well. What uh, seems to be something that uh, people are, what, what is some of the struggles that people are facing that seem to just keep them from connecting and having that relationship as you talked about? Well, in terms of, in terms of the relationship between us and them or between them and us? There's well, two, there's two barriers. <laughs> what's keeping people away from God and having that personal relationship that we? I don't know if I don't know if, if it's that people. You know, some one of my pastoral big brothers, um, who's also in Hempstead, um, Dr. Charles, you know, Dr. Charles Roberts from the Salvation Army, said something to me that shifted my paradigm. We're not bringing faith to people. <laughs> people already have faith. They have okay. faith. Uh, that allows them to live in the hood faith, to do what they need to do, faith, and so many things. And a lot of times we presumptuously think that people are not connected to God, um, and and their relationship may not have the formal, um, you know, formal um, formality of what we know as again uh, religion or church. Or but there are pe- there are most people believe in God. It's not about it's not about belief, and there are there are those who don't believe, but because sometimes they have they have seen not even so much seen things in the church, but have experienced things in their lives. You know, the death of a loved one can can cause you to be angry with God. Um, economic depri- deprivation can cause you to question whether there is God. Being a sub a victim of substance abuse or or growing up in in certain environments can just they don't they don't they make you doubt the validity of God because they say, well, how could God allow me to experience these things? Where was God when this happened? Um, someone said to me the other day, um you know, and just sharing with me that someone told them when they were 12 years old, the reason why their father died was because God needed him more than he did. <laughs> and for that reason, he said, I'm out. He, he did shark take and said, I'm out. You know, he, he, he because it did, it, it, the, the reasoning did not make sense. The, 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 the explanation did not justify uh, 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 what was happening. Um, so, you know, it, 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 didn't, it, it didn't appeal it's to his human need. 
It didn't appeal to his human needs. And I think a lot of times we we um or we we miss people um in their humanity and we don't allow our humanity. The whole purpose for Jesus coming is to become like us. So he can be a high priest that could be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. That's the feeling of our infirmity. That that right there is enough to, to just see lie. The feeling of our infirmity. Not 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 to condemn us, not that we don't need to, you know, we, there's not there's not a, a, a message to sin, but the message of sin is not necessarily to the sinner. <laughs> but it is, that's a whole other conversation. But, 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 but the fact that he's touched, um, you know, we can be touched with the feeling of our infirmity is, is, is so crucial, uh, so, so crucial. Um, so, you know, that. Uh, that that we get that that we make that connection with people, and so I think overall, what I've encountered in the streets, what I've encountered, and evangelism across the world is a little different. Um, they believe okay. in God, um, and and they're very they're very gung ho, they're very responsive. You know, I've had the opportunity to minister in Haiti, Jamaica, uh, uh, Trinidad, um, Jesus, um, Africa. Um, I've had the opportunity. Their response is a little is not the same as ours. Um, but that okay. happens to do with the fact that they have no other choice but to trust God. For them, God is everything. <laughs> they, okay. they understand, like the, like the natives, the, the native Indians, that 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 hey, he, he's the one that makes the rain possible. <laughs> so he's the one that provides our daily needs. Here, it's a little different because we're in a capitalistic capitalistic society. It's a little different, and we are inundated with religion, we're inundated with churches, we're inundated with images that are not congruent with our message. Um, and, and, and it's not that people are looking for us to be perfect, but we're dirty, we air out our dirty laundry, you know, and then we expect you to come people to a place where, where the dirt is. Like, really? You know, it, 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 <laughs> right. that's know, another story. <laughs> See, that's another story, right? That's, 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 but the, the, the main thing that I found is that people are looking to be connected. They, they, they are so much guilt. There's so much unworthiness. There's so much lack of confidence. There's so much uh, self-persecution and, and and the gulf between whether they can whether they can come. And that's one of my biggest challenges because you know growing up in church and and being a church kid and being a church boy, um, so to speak. Even though I have a you know I always call myself I'm, I'm wild at heart. Uh, most people will say that you that know me. But but the truth of the matter is I'm often lost. For words, and I'm always asking God how to connect. How do I let my love be seen? And not necessarily in terms of a handout, but how do I let the genuineness of who you are in my life be seen, felt as authentic so that people can come to Jesus? If they never come to church, which has its own message and own validity and own, I can't think of the word, it's stating this in my head, um, but has its own setting and appropriateness and necessity, um, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that if they never come to church, they still should be able to come to Jesus. We don't see people following Jesus to the temple. We find, see Jesus, people following Jesus to the where he was preaching the word. So he didn't leave. You never see Jesus telling people to go to the temple. He doesn't hold his biggest meetings in the temple. He holds his biggest meetings on the hills of Galilee. On the mm-hmm. seas of you know of Capernaum, yeah, you know what I'm saying. He holds his meetings in in the community. He had an open air ministry. Open air, yeah. open air, open heart, open hand. Let's do it that way. Open air, open heart, open hand. Open air, open heart, open hand. Right, and and you know what? And that, like and that. so basically, basically what you're saying is that people have to. See Christ in us, you know that uh, our light should shine. That they see uh, Christ in us, and that God would be glorified, uh, which is in heaven. And uh, so many times we have to check ourselves to make sure that we are are expressing Christ in our actions, in our words, and our deeds. And um, that's how so many people get, as you said, we don't want to talk about that because that's a whole other story. That's why people get turned off. From church because people say one thing and then they do another thing, and that just causes so much conflict. And people say, "Well, if that's what it's all about, I don't want to be like that," you know, because there is a a realness in people that we say that aren't 
inside of the church. They have another kind of realness, you know. So they are yeah. uh, they're a hundred percent what they are, you know. And you can't uh, you have to respect people for who they are. So you know that that's another factor that comes into place too. I believe is respect, and uh, a lot of times people uh, lack respect, and that's how we're not able to draw others to Christ. Uh, I do want to I want to take a break on that note. Our number here in studio, if you'd like to call in and shout us out, or if you have a question, uh, you can call at six one nine nine two four zero eight. Zero zero six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. The Walls Group, on that note, has a song that says "Friend in Me," and I want you to stay tuned, and we'll be right back. What's going on, my boy? Townsend and our special guest in studio today is Pastor Elder Christopher Collender and we are talking about don't forget about me and as the Walls Group just suggested we you have a friend in me and so many times we don't show ourselves friendly but he that wants friends must show himself friendly and certainly we not have to only show ourselves friendly but we have to show uh, Christ uh, to other people and we have to be an example uh, in the world that we go out and when we're at work, when we're at our home, when we're with our neighbors, when we're with our friends, when we're on the bus or the train, wherever we are, we are to let our light shine. Pastor Collender, so yes, sir. as you're, you're ministering out there, um, you know, I know that you also work with uh, young people and you uh, uh, mentor them. And uh, what, what would you like to let us know about mentorship? Um, you know what? I think it comes. I think I pivot off of your James one and twenty seven, 
um, because as I looked at the text and just, um, <coughs> excuse me, extrapolated um, some of what I felt was key points or uh, to, to to ministry and to God's perspective about ministry, um, and and for people that got good religion, got good religion, yeah. That God, the Bible says that the the scripture says religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. Before we get to the keeping oneself from polluted by the world, because that's a whole other conversation, um, but it is attached to this text, so it is relative. Um, to perspective and relative to approach and relative to process. He says to look after the orphan, to look after, to look after, and that word there means to actually to become involved with, to look at it because the cross reference is Matthew 25 and 36. I needed clothes. You clothed me. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. So, there is a practical engagement that happens in mentorship or looking after these young people. And, and, and he goes on to talk about the widows or those who have no husband or nobody to send for them, nobody to provide for them. It is our ministry in terms of mentorship is very must be hands-on. It involves resources. You know, it's amazing how the drug dealers that, that I encounter um, come across who call me pastor um, who say, listen, I understand you're reaching out to these young people. Let me sow a seed to that. And even some people say, well, that's dirty money. Well, I can mess you up with that, but I won't even go there either because that's another topic. But in any case, um, <laughs> whose earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, um, they, 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 they understand that it takes finance. It takes resources. It takes engagement. It takes time. It takes time. It takes talent. You know, being a resident of Queens and yet called to pastor in the Hempstead, um, you know, has its challenges because these are young men who need to be touched very frequently, who are left unmonitored, who are orphans in that they have no direct nurture or care for them. And so, you know, when you're dealing with mentorship, it means that you've got all hands on deck. It means all resources are pulled out. You can't, I can't tell them I can't afford it. I can't tell them I don't have it. Because if I don't have it, then then, then, then there's somebody else who does and will provide for, you know, who will offer an alternative means of provision. And then that becomes a, a, a challenge to what you're trying to accomplish. Oh, you know, but, you know, you can't give, you can't put, Jesus into people that are hungry. You can't put Jesus into people that have no clothes. You can't put Jesus into people that have no education. You can't put Jesus into people. You can't You can't do it. You can't put him in them. You can preach them to them, but you cannot put it in them. Um, but it requires us being able to be touched, to be handled, to be seen, and then to touch, to handle, and see. Um, and so, you know, in, in, in the, my mentorship, one of the challenges is not having men. You know, people talk about, oh, I'm available. People talk about, oh, when you need me, call me. People talk about, but these young men need commitment. They need to know that, hey, when I reach out, you will respond. When I need you, you are there. We we did a whole YouTube video on one of you know one of one of the one of the young men by the name of Shamar Jackson. I have permission to say his name. Um, and the whole video is about the need for nurture, the need for nurture because they're fighting their nature. Their nature says they should be this. Their nature is telling them that they should go this way. Their nature is driving them wild. Their nature is in contradistinction to their purpose and their future. And so they need someone that can nurture them. And you can't nurture from afar. You can't nurture from a distance. You can't nurture from 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 a pulpit. You got to nurture by becoming hands-on, coming alongside, breaking bread. That's why Jesus spent so much time eating with his disciples so much time walking with his disciples, so much time fellowshipping with his disciples. We are great at religion. We're great at church. We are bad when it comes to, 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 to fellowship and to relationship and to, and to, and to coming alongside um, uh, people in, in their development. And so these young men, when I look at them, you know, I, I, my heart bleeds because I'm, I'm only one man. Um, and and I, I believe that I make a big difference. I'm only one man. And so the challenge is having people that say, you know what, hey, 
I may not belong to your church, but you know what? I see the need. I, I, and, and, and don't try to undermine what, what somebody else is doing. You know, that, that's another, another issue. Um, but, again, you know, but really come alongside and say, hey, uh, I, I'm a help. You know, maybe I can't be there, but you know what? Let me fund this trip for them. Let me, let me let, you know, I have a house in Hempstead. Let's open up and put them in the backyard. People talk about evangelism. People preach, all of that stuff. Um, again, not that their works are ineffective, not that they're not sincere, but I think we miss a lot of what, what God says is good religion. Um, to look after, to look after orphans and widows. That means they're our responsibility in their distress. These people are distressed. These kids are in distress. Oh, they don't want to be saved. They don't want to hear Jesus. They are in distress. And when you are in distress, you are irrational. When you're in distress, you're you're not thinking clearly. When you're in distress, and then it talks about to keep yourself from being polluted by the world. Well, the world says sin for yourself. The world says you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. The world says that, you know, you, you know, it's not about you, it's about me. The world says don't trust people. The world says don't stick your hand out, you're going to get burned. The world says don't love because you're only going to get hurt. So being polluted by the world is not only in terms of the contamination of sin, but it's also the contamination of the world's mindset in terms of reaching out to people like the orphans and the widows. And the, the world says a lot of things, but <laughs> what the world says is not necessarily <laughs> true. And then one of the things we, we grow up hearing saying, uh, oh, the world has nothing to offer. Not true. Not true. The world has a lot to offer. It may not be the true. right thing, but it does have something to offer. Uh, you know, so there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. So it might, the, what the world is offering might seem right uh, to you, but it's not the right thing for you or the end of it is not the right thing. And it's just because you, it doesn't, you know, kill you immediately or it doesn't kill you today or t- tomorrow, it doesn't mean that the long-term effects of what you're being offered or what you're giving into won't kill you, if not naturally, spiritually. Uh, so I right. think what you said is uh, very important about being hands-on, taking a hands-on approach to ministry. And so many people think, like you said, they think it's all about Sunday morning being in the pulpit, this, that, the other, but it's so much more to uh, being a gospel preacher. There's so much more to being a Christian or a believer in Jesus Christ and, and so much more to ministry and evangelism than just taking a text and proceeding from there. And uh, so uh, we're grateful that you recognize uh, that. And um, we're coming to the close of the hour, but I just do want to, I want to get this in. Uh, you did uh, offer a book, Fit for Life, I believe, right? Yes, Fit for Life. Yes, and I think I was at the um, uh, book book signing or release or something a few years ago yeah, at uh, you were, you were my the, the library. You were, there. you were my friend, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to support it if I can. But, but uh, tell, us a, tell our listeners a little about uh, your book. Uh, Fit for Life, right? You know, it's so funny as I thought about it. I was like, he has me talking about a book that was done in 2010. Um, Everything is still relevant. relevant. (laughs) It is still relevant. It's still relevant. Um, Fit for Life was something that was just birthed out of, you know, the ministry of Bishop Ronald Carter, um, uh, a message um, that he had preached one uh, evening in um, Queens at Bishop Joseph Williams' church. Um, and um, it was just an honor. It was something that was really birthed to honor um, the words of a father, um, you know, spiritual dad. Um, and and out of that, just it, it just gave birth to just expression of living life um, in the three D or living life, living your your uh, living your best life, uh, which is I think okay. the the next book that I'm working on. But fit for life was about you know being the journey of discovery of being your best self. Um, physically fit, financially secure, mentally alert, spiritually empowered, and that they it is a journey of becoming. The best part of life, I, I still believe it, even though sometimes I'm tempted to change it, the best part of life is not the arrival. 
it is the journey. It is the serendipitous journey of becoming, the setbacks, the challenges. I mean, I've always been what they call a portly kind of guy. I would love to have a six-pack. I mean, I've come close maybe one time, twice in my life. But listen, I'm a foodie. Um, um, you know, I mean, there's a part of me that just enjoys being who I am. But the part of the greatest part of the journey of, of being, you know, of, 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 of spirituality, um, of um, um, mental acuteness, um, you know, uh, 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 spiritual um, uplifting and, and, and physicalities is, is just the, the journey of becoming, being able to keep while I live. David said, while I live, I lift up my hands in your name. So Fit for Life was designed to get people moving, get people motivated, get people to understand that no matter where you are in the process of life, we all have challenges, we all have setbacks, we all have things that we need to improve, adjust, empower, celebrate yourself where you are. Take the, get the tools that you need to go forward while you live. You can lift up your hands in your name. That, that is not only in praise, but that's in purpose. Um, I'm always pursuing, always becoming. And so I take some biblical principles, some, um, uh, some personal anecdotes, and some uh, business paradigms, being an entrepreneur, being, you know, a, a, a uh, multi-homeowner, um, you know, things that I did not, did not have the natural equipment for I might change that, but I did not have the necessarily the nurture for um, and had some things that were in uh, deep seated nature nature of of my spirit um, that you know through the word of God through prayer through relationship with God um, through mom you know and through different voices was able to um, kind of get some tools. Um, whereby I could dig out some things, and so I try to get people to understand that no matter where you are, you 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 can change, you can improve, you can move forward, um, you can live, um, you can live fit for life, and, and being fit for life means being able to meet every challenge that life comes because life is not easy. Anybody that tells you that life is easy is lying to you. It can cut, it will blindside you, it will sideswipe you, it will fall out from under you, it'll fall on your head. All of those things. Good things happen to bad people, bad things happen right. to good people. There, it, it, it does not, if God is not trying to punish somebody because they didn't speak to you, uh, you know, God That's is not, not working against us, He's working for us, He's not causing it to rain because you didn't, you know, because you don't like me. Rain is just a part of the equation of the the weather that God already put into existence from Genesis chapter one, and when He put the sun and the moon, He's not He's not He's not pulling the weather for you individually. He's not doing that. Um, if He does that, then it's because of a greater purpose that He wants to show and demonstrate. But in, in any case, life will happen for all of us, and we can't predict. We don't have the ability to predict it. The Bible says, "Teach us to number our days, and apply our hearts." to right choices, right decisions, right knowledge, right information. There's some things the doctor can't do, and there's some things the doctor can do. Both God and so science true. are working in harmonious, harmonious, um, I don't know what word I want to use, but they're, move, they're operating in harmony to get you right. well, harmonious healing. huh? And so God is not right. intimidated by science, and science is not intimidated by God. They both come from God and are of God. So so true. And I think one of the most important things you said is live and that in whatever it is, you know, we have to live through it. And if you if you live, if you if you don't uh, allow others to kill you off, if you don't kill yourself, uh, you can live through it. And tomorrow there's there's always more hope tomorrow. You know, never give up hope. I, I think we have a caller. I, uh, caller, are you there? Caller. OK, maybe not. OK. But, uh, you know, like you said, fit for life and um, becoming, uh, I think I heard Oprah say that uh, when she was interviewing Michelle Obama about her book and she kept talking about becoming and uh, how, you know, everyone and everything is always constantly evolving. And like you said, that is one of the things that we do miss. We want everything. We want fairy tale endings. We want fairy tale lives. But the truth of the matter is that man born of a woman has but a few days. And they're full of trouble. And uh, and the Bible says even uh, they that live will live godly will suffer persecution. So these things are going to happen to us, but we have to live through it. And certainly we can't forget about others. Uh, we have about 10 minutes left. 
We're coming to the close of the hour. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. Our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. If perhaps you missed the first part of the show or any part of the show, just be reminded that the show is archived immediately following the show, which ends in about 10 minutes. You can go back and listen to the whole thing all over again. You can listen to it tomorrow. You can listen to it uh, next week. Uh, when we come back, uh, Pastor Callender is going to uh, give a shout-out to a few people, give you his service times, and close us out in prayer. This song simply says, Faith, uh, I have the faith that can conquer anything. Stay tuned. You have had faith and you've exercised your faith through ministry and continue to exercise your faith as you uh, travel this road. Uh, who would you like to shout out this afternoon? Uh, um, I don't know. Um, well, I'll everybody, shout out my mom. everybody. I'll, I'll shout out, shout out, Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. No, um, right. I'll shout out uh, my mom. Um, I tell you, one of the most one powerful uh, people that I know in terms of uh, evangelism, um, internationally, um, domestically, um, from a child, she put a track in my hand, and my, 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 um, and um, cultivated that heart for outreach. I remember seven, eight, nine. Um, years old, being on the street. I remember being in, um, you know, in Catholic school, beating up the nun, telling her that Jesus is Lord. Um, <laughs> I tell you, so I should want to shout out my mom. Um, you know, um, Fit for Life, like I said, you know, goes out to Bishop Carter. Um, that's That was my, uh, uh, guess my legacy and tribute to him. Um, I'm grateful for, for all the free grace. Um, uh, my church, um, like I said, small church with a big heart. Um, I'm, hey, a shout out to you too. I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, we've been uh, friends for many years, and I'm grateful for that. Um, and just, just a shout out to all the people that have been a blessing and a curse. Thank you so much for all that you have done. Um, <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. You know what? You got to know me to love me because, you know, I, 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 I mean no harm. I'm just, just being as crazy as I want to be. Uh, but that's, again, that's a part of life. You know what? You got you got, you got to live life, be who you are. You can't change your personality. You can improve your character, but you cannot change your personality. Um, and so, you know, I like to have fun. I like to be crazy. I like to be, you know, you know uh, um, I don't know the word I want to use again. Um, but, you know, those are things that just to have fun. But I appreciate, love everybody. Love everybody. Shout out to the people of God, people that are in the trenches. That's what I want to shout out. To the pastors that are faithful, to the pastors that are that are in the trenches, to the pastors that pastor the many and the few, the pastors that have nobody to pastor, but I walk, just believe God. Um, you know, one of my most encouraging moments when I get discouraged is nowhere preached to eight souls so that they can get saved. Uh, for 120 years, I believe, 
huh? and he was faithful to it. So keep on building the ark, pastors. Keep on doing the work of God. The kingdom is must be enlarged because if hell is enlarging itself and grace is greater than our sin, then the church and the kingdom has to be doubling up. So I know people say we're shrinking and our numbers are going down, but that does not mean that our impact Ooh, Jesus, it's supposed to be lessened. I heard the storm uh, coming in. Uh, does not mean that our impact has to be lessened. So I'm not convinced that our time is up and that we are being replaced. I am convinced that we must become diligent to the labor. Yes. So we once again, we thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing with us. And uh, we encourage uh, you all, if you're not church, uh, if you're free tomorrow, 8 a.m., right? 8 a.m. to 9, let's just see the latest. 9 a.m. is really 8 to yeah. 9. We're doing hour of power, and we get it all in. We get we get the word in. We get the praise in. We get the offering in. We get we get the prophetic in, all of it. You know why? Because we cut out the fluff, and we just stay to the to the toughness of God's worship and, and to the God's praise. So, listen, if you got 8 a.m., be there at 8 a.m., 232 Front Street. Don't have to dress up. Come on, come on, come on. And let God uh, minister to you and bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Yes. And t- uh, just close us out with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that you are faithful to your word, and you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. Father, we thank you because as the title of this episode, Don't Forget About Me. Father, help us not to forget our neighbor. For who is our neighbor? Hmm. Father, help us to contemplate who our neighbor is. Father, the neighbor is he that does the will of the Father. The neighbor is he that has need of me. The neighbor is that person that, Lord, that you have called us to. Father, we thank you that, Lord, there are many orphans and widows that have need of a Savior, that have need of an advocate, that have need of someone to to help them out of their distress. Father, I pray they continue to bless this program and let the, the, the message of the word of God and the kingdom of God be propagated by your servant. Father, we pray that those that have a mind and an ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, that the harvest is right, but the laborers are few. Change our mindset. Give us the right mind about what labor is, because labor is not just communication, but labor means that my hands, my heart, and my mind, my resources must be involved. We bless you. We honor you and give in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you uh, to all our listeners once again for listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest was Pastor Elder Christopher Collender, uh, Free Grace Worship Center in Hempstead, Long Island, New York. Uh, thank you. Stay tuned. Remember to tune in every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember that all our shows are archived. Until we meet again, God bless you. And remember the Great Commission. Pastor Shirley Caesar, go ye therefore. You love me really, love me deep, my, my sheep. If you love me really, love me deep, my sheep. tabernacled here for 40 days it was nearing the time that he must go back to the father and the bible gives us to know that one day out on a lowly hill with 11 disciples standing around him no doubt one of the disciples said lord must you go jesus said if i go not the comforter will not come but in the meantime i'm not going to leave you comfortless but i want you to go ye therefore and teach all nations and I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. Go, 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 ye teach all nations. Go, go.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 